Welcome to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. We're really glad you're here. Whoever you are, wherever you're at, join us on the journey. The last uh, 10 days in Canada have been challenging days. Uh, as we heard 10 days ago about the news of the 215 uh, children uh, buried at a residential school in Kamloops. And then on Sunday evening in London, Ontario, uh, we heard about an act of terrorism as a young man uh, ran down four Muslim people walking across the street on a beautiful Sunday evening. And we wanted to respond by uh, reaching out and showing solidarity to our Muslim friends and community, which we have done this past week. And I'm delighted to have uh, Syed uh, Sohadwardi, who's a Canadian and a Calgarian Muslim. And uh, I want to thank you, first of all, for your generosity for being with us. Thank as you I, very much. As I, as I have done a little bit of research on you, you're quite an amazing man. Uh, you won't know this, but uh, Syed is someone who walked across Canada, 600, or 6,500 kilometers in seven months. Uh, he led a multi-faith walk against violence. And this walk was against child abuse, domestic violence, <coughs> elder abuse, gangs, bullying, terrorism, and war. That's a big walk yep. uh, and a show of solidarity. He's also celebrated and established more than 20 mosques in Canada. He's been invited to speak to the Senate of Canada and appeared in front of the Standing Committee on National Defense and Security. And he also authored a book while he was walking, thinking about this, I'm sure, Defeating Hate, a comprehensive uh, rebuttal to the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, and ISIS and Islamophobia. So you are a busy person, uh, but most of all, I'm deeply grateful for you sharing time with us and with uh, Calgarians and all Canadians as you help us to understand each other better. Uh, so thank you for your time today. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. I um, opened the uh, national news and the Globe and Mail, and the title was, Our Souls Are Numb, uh, as a response to what happened on Sunday evening. What if, how does that hit for you? What, what was your first reaction when you heard about that news? I was shocked, and I think it uh, hurt every Canadian, uh, maybe globally, wherever the news has reached. Um, it was quite disturbing, quite upsetting. Uh, I was very angry uh, because um, uh, it was not only shocking, but the way the whole family was uh, killed by this person's uh, heinous act is... Uh, it was very disturbing and I was very upset. But at the same time, it was not unexpected, by the way, because we know that in Canada, in the United States, uh, there has been quite rise in uh, hate and violence towards minorities, Muslims, Blacks and others. So, so it was both shock, but also awareness that this is a real uh, prejudice, uh, a real hate that took place in a place like London, which is kind of a sleepy uh, Ontario town. Um, your reaction, uh, and you spoke at the vigil on uh, Tuesday evening, I believe it was. What was your sense of being at that vigil and uh, the show of support from the community, the speakers that spoke? What was your sense of that evening? I mean, I felt united. I, I felt unity, um, exactly the same way I felt after 9-11-2001 that 9-11 tragedy that took place in New York, that we were at the Olympic Plaza, all together, all Calgarians, 
of all faiths or no faith and, and all colors. And, and, uh, and we were all weeping and crying and, and, and comforting each other after 9-11. So yesterday, on Tuesday, I felt the same thing uh, at the uh, Calgary City Hall when uh, people of all faiths and all colors, they came together to express their solidarity with this, these victims of terrorism. And, and we were praying for, for that young boy who's still in the hospital. So it was quite comforting. Uh, it was quite um, peaceful. And, and we felt that uh, we are all united against violence and terrorism and hate. Yeah, and that's what unites us, that solidarity with one another. A lot of uh, the phrase Islamophobia, how do you, how do you define that for, for us? Islamophobia, the term is a debatable term. I think the better term is anti-Muslim, anti-Islamic, because phobia could be a natural uh, way of occurrence in somebody's head. Right. But uh, anti-Muslim or anti-Semitism or anti-Islamic uh, uh, way of life it can be taught. And so Islamophobia, basically, the way I understand is that it is a, a awareness about uh, Muslims' uh, faith uh, in a negative sense and um, causing an anti-Muslim sentiments or anti-Muslim, um, you know, hate towards Muslims. So that's what Islamophobia is all about, that it's, a, it's a just uh, intolerance towards Muslims, hate towards Muslims and not accepting them as a part of this community and society. That's what it is all, all about. When you think, I don't know about you, Syed, but I have said to our community that lately I've been saddened uh, through this COVID experience, but in the last year, uh, saddened by our, the heightened uh, uh, polarities we're seeing politically, uh, the division, the, the simmering anger that, that emerges. Uh, and then when we hear news about Kamloops or what happened in London uh, or what happened in Quebec, uh, even people in Princess Island, uh, the attacks that have taken place. What's your view across the, the country? Uh, what's your perspective on our society right now? What's happening uh, from your perspective? I mean, Canada, I always believe and I have seen Canada on my two feet. <laughs> I love Canada, and this is the beautiful country on the planet. But at the same time, there are few people, not overwhelming majority, not majority, a very small minority in Canada. Um, those who are influenced by, by white supremacy or hate towards uh, uh, people of different colors or different faiths, uh, but they are very vocal, they are very destructive, just like terrorists around the world. Right, So they are very in a small number, but they are very visible. They are very destructive. And their actions, bad actions, get a lot of exposure in the media. So similarly, these people who of hate uh, are in minority, uh, but they are very organized. They are very planned. And, and they are very active and committed with their own cause, which is a bad uh, cause. Uh, and it, unfortunately, during uh, President Donald Trump's time in the United States, uh, that has been risen again, although it was always there, but in a, in a very small scale. It has grown up again within the last five, six years, uh, and that is definitely disturbing, and that causing a lot of uh, confusion and frustration on everybody's part, regardless of our difference in religion, 
or color of his skin. But uh, it, it, uh, it causes a lot of concern for everybody that uh, this uh, hate mongering and intolerance is on the rise because of uh, Donald Trump's uh, rhetoric that he did during his White House uh, time. Yeah. When you, when you talk about the, the role of world relations, what, what, do you think that, what do you think our role is? Like, I know colleagues who've said they want to throw in the towel. They, it seems too enormous. Uh, at the same time, I feel like we're living in a very open spiritual time where people are se seeking meaning, reconnecting to different religious traditions. Uh, what's the role of uh, religion during this time of great division and upheaval? What's, what's our job? That's that's very good question, and that's my observation also. All the bad things are happening, and they are on the rise. But the reaction to those bad things and, and terrorism or hate, that the overwhelming majority of people of all faiths, a different faith or no faith, they are coming together also. So it is uniting us. It's sending a very strong message to the entire world. Yes, we do have difference in our beliefs or maybe traditions, but we are all united as a human being as in, in Canada, as Canadians. And uh, so it has a, a positive impact on, on the majority of society that, uh, that we are all stand together against this violence and hate. So it is uniting us. And the faith is playing a very important role also um, in uniting us because no faith, whether Christians or Jewish or Muslim or any other faith, uh, is teaching intolerance or hate towards anybody. So then we, when we look into our own selves and see, I'm a Muslim, but my religion does not teach me to hate anybody else. Christian is, uh, you are looking into yourself and Jews are looking into themselves. So people of faith actually are coming together um, in order to counter this anti-religion, anti-human, uh, aspect of some terrorists or some extremists. So, so that's what I, I agree with you on that because I think this is the time to get off the couch, I'll say, and 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 get active and speak out, uh, and don't let some of the smaller voices get a loud megaphone to say things we don't believe. I always say in our community, uh, Jesus has been kidnapped and gagged. You know that the gospel that I understand is about peace and compassion and diversity. Uh, and inclusion. And the one that's talked about in the general public in Christianity is often very embarrassing. So in some ways, it's pushing us to say, no, that's not what we believe. Uh, and I think that that's a call. You know, in the, um, I was asking you before we started about COVID, how has COVID uh, impacted uh, the Muslim community as we, for the last year and a half, gone through this together? What have been the changes? You talked about prayer as an example. Yeah, I mean, COVID has impacted everybody, right? Regardless uh, whether we are religious or non-religious, as a human, it has impacted. But very specific impact that the Muslims felt around the world uh, is that throughout the history of Islam, uh, we never prayed in a congregational prayer, uh, you know, two meters apart from each other. This was something first time in the history of Islam uh, happened. In fact, it is against the teachings of Islam. It is against the teachings of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, that we stand in congregational prayer two meters apart. We are required to stand shoulder to shoulder when we are praying in congregation. Our My shoulder must touch the other person's shoulder and they're on this, this side. So it has to be, it is, it is a requirement of faith. 
And this COVID has uh, taken away that requirement of our faith. And we had to compromise because we know that coronavirus is a very dangerous, contagious virus. And that's why our religion also allows us to save life, save your own life and save other people's lives. So, you know, the preservation of life takes oversee, uh, uh, you know, take precedence over the uh, over the other requirements. So it has impacted quite a bit. Um, we we did not have a Ramadan the way we used to have. We did not have Eid the way we used to have. So it, it, it is quite uh, devastating in terms of social aspect, religious aspect, human aspect of, I think it's, it impacted everybody. Impacts everybody. You know, when you think about prayer and you think about uh, participating in a vigil, like happened the other night, when you think about the events that are going on, what, this, you're probably tired of this question, but what, what, what do you think we are called to do as religious uh, people? when acts like this take place. Prayer is one uh, part of our, our process. I say we have to have prayer with legs. That is, our prayers have to have some action to it. But what would you say that uh, to our Christian community, but to all world religions, what's the call when events like uh, Sunday night happen? I think the call that my religion uh, gives me is that uh, you know humans do have sufferings. This world, is not a place where you cannot have any form of suffering. I mean, people get sick, people get, business are lost, jobs are lost, uh, loss of life. I mean, those things do happen. But what Quran says to, to believers, that when, when you are bound to have some suffering in your life and hard time and hardship in your life at a certain time, don't stay, don't, don't go in, in the wrong path. Stay on the right path. Speak the truth. Be consistent. Pray and, and, and connect with God, who is most compassionate, who is most merciful. If something bad has come to you, He is the one who is going to remove those bad things. So then, well, also said, be, be, be patient. Remain patient. You cannot panic. You cannot, you know, complain. Just be patient. These bad times will go. Uh, will, will be over soon. And at the same time, what you do, this is in the Quran, that is speak the truth and, and reach out to other people. Invite them, talk to them, work with them, that let's be, be patient, let's work together, let's be united uh, together. And then tell them that, uh, that, that we will do good things and we will stay away from bad things. So those kind of interaction with human beings, basically education, awareness, coming together, discussing each other, what are our differences, but rather than dwelling on differences, see what is more common among us. Mm. And that's what the focus should be in these bad times. What happened on Sunday in London, Ontario, it is obviously across Canada, we can see not only in the media, but in public also, that people are coming to each other. They are saying, you know, these Muslims are not foreigners in this country. They are also Canadians. They are also human <laughs> beings. If somebody has done something wrong, it does not mean that, that the whole community is wrong. So I think the best thing in bad times is come together, comfort each other, support each other, learn about each other, 
and then and and be united to to stand up against uh, any evil that comes towards anybody you know and that's so central what you've said there is central to the christian community come together you know uh, eat together talk together learn together pray together uh, be curious I, I think curiosity is so essential or wonder to wonder about difference rather than just assume and I think we're entering a time when, when wondering and curiosity about ourselves and about each other is so essential. Uh, you, you know, when, when I think about uh, COVID and I think about this incident on Sunday, I go back to the ethic of Jesus that is, I believe, central, uh, which is um, love your neighbor. Love God, love your neighbor. Does the uh, Muslim tradition have a similar phrase? Absolutely. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, you cannot be Muslim unless you like uh, for others what you like for yourself. Another saying that he says, your neighbor has right on you. And in fact, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said that, um, uh, that there was a possibility that God could have given the right of inheritance in your inheritance to your neighbors. And, and that's what it is. And, and another saying, he says, if your neighbor is not in peace from you, then you, you don't have Iman, you don't have faith, you don't have Islam. So those are very important, very strong guidance from Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and in the Holy Quran, that our neighbors should be in peace from our hands and tongues, um, our character, our we should reach out. And, and in the Quran says, they're saving one life as if you have saved the entire humanity, killing one person as you have killed the entire humanity. So those are the teachings of the Holy Quran brings us together. And that's why my religion does not teach me hate at all. I don't even hate. You know, the famous uh, Sufi, uh, Jalaluddin Rumi, mm -hmm. very famous, Rumi, very well known. You know, he said, I don't even hate Satan because Satan was created by God and I don't hate God's creation. I hate his actions, not himself. So yes, we can disagree with person's actions and deeds but uh, or traditions or beliefs, but we don't hate God's creation. We love God's creation. And God has created everything for a purpose. There is nothing created by God useless. Everything. Even sometimes we see it's an evil, but it has some purpose. That, that would lead me to say, no, I agree with you. That would lead me to say Richard Rohr, who's a Franciscan priest, would say everything belongs. Everything belongs. And, and I believe, including if you say the word Satan, which means adversary, even our adversaries or our enemies, we're called yes. to love. So it's a challenge to yes. do this. But it's what is my enemy teaching me is the same thing. Exactly. So what, you know, we have hard, long days in what we do, but what gives you hope? Where do you see hope? Oh, I'm very hopeful and I'm very optimistic. Um, and the reason is, uh, first of all, being Canadian, that gives me hope. Um, living in a peaceful country, loving country, that gives me hope. My faith gives me hope. Uh, my faith always says that, uh, that do not lose hope with God. And that my faith tells me, don't be disappointed from the mercy of God. God is very graceful. God is very gracious. And that gives me hope. And then people like you give me hope that we work together. We, we are Christian, Muslim, Jewish, uh, but uh, when we meet, we eat meal together, we pray together, we work together, we discuss things together, we disagree, but disagree with respect 
and, and uh, understanding. But at the same time, uh, we work for a common cause. Common cause is that let's bring uh, peace, let's help each other, let's support each other and be useful. Basically, somebody asked me, what is the definition of a believer? As definition of what? Of a believer. Of a believer. As a, as a, in Islam, we call them mu'min. Mu'min means a believer of Islam. I said a believer is that person who, who becomes the source of benefit for others. Mm, That's it. If I am a source of benefit for, I mean, that benefit could be knowledge, could be food, could be help, could be anything. So if I become the source of benefit for others, I'm a believer. Source of benefit for others. That, remain, that will remain with me. That's beautiful. What a great definition. Uh, the way it sees the other, the way, way it calls us to action. Uh, well, you've been a source of benefit to uh, the city of Calgary and to our country and to the global community as we seek to understand uh, through wonder and curiosity about our, each other, about our differences. And I think the hope that you uh, instill will help us be hopeful during these difficult times and through the times when we experience a taste of uh, peace and joy, love, or the kingdom of God, Jesus might call it, a glimpse of uh, the beauty of the way we are called to be. And I guess the thing is we should probably never forget that God's desire is for that kind of harmony, that kind of uh, compassion uh, to be lived. And, uh, and probably, while I said on Tuesday evening, God's heart breaks when we grieve, I believe God's heart beats with joy uh, when we get it uh, and we see one another as brother and sister. Yes, I mean, we believe that, I mean, whenever a, a Muslim does anything, we say, Bismillah rahman rahim in the name of God, the most compassionate, the most merciful. And every time we remember God is most compassionate and most merciful. And that's what we need to develop in ourselves, that we should be compassionate to others. We should be merciful to, each, uh, to others. And that's the quality of God that every human being should adopt. And, that's, and this is what the, our religions uh, teaches us, that uh, if we are expecting compassion from God, uh, grace from God, that we have to give compassion and grace to others. What a world that will be, and that's our work. And I, I give thanks for your time with us. And I know we're gonna meet again and uh, share conversation. We'll have you back when there'll be actually people in the pews here. And uh, I give thanks for your leadership and friendship among us. No, thank you very much for having me here. And I've been to Hillard's United Church many times. And you, this you've been here, when the opening of the book uh, yeah. with Carolyn Pogue, you've been here another time in a teaching. Another time, yes. So we'll, we'll get you back here. <laughs> Thank again. you very much. Thank okay. you. Thank you. You know, I, uh, I feel very blessed in this community to have uh, people like Tony Snow uh, two weeks ago to offer his reflection on uh, Kamloops and then to have Syed with us today to share his perspective from the Muslim tradition. This is the way in which we open our doors and welcome others to help teach us, uh, to help uh, walk with us, and for us to show our solidarity with different communities. Uh, in the Muslim tradition, the word salam means peace. In the Jewish community, uh, the word would be uh, shalom. In the Christian indigenous community, the word would be peace. And so as you go this day to move and walk in your world, uh, may you t find time and space to breathe. 
May you have an open eye and heart to wonder and to be curious about things you don't understand so that we might engage in a deeper conversation with others. And may we go this day with the sure and certain knowledge that we are loved, we are forgiven, and we are set free, free to love and free to work for compassion and justice in God's world. And so go this day in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, who is mother of us all. Peace be with you all. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are thinking about someone who might enjoy it too, we invite you to send it their way and help the podcast grow. We're really glad you're here and we'd love to know what you thought about today's sermon. Leave us a review in iTunes or send us an email at communications at hillhurstunited.com. We'd love to hear from you.